upon marking 714. What a delightful day it is to appreciate, of course, the coming together. Gary's already mentioned it is the 52nd and final Sunday of the year 2018, and God has been so good to us in so many ways. Quite often, perhaps many things that cross our mind will often bring many thoughts on a day like this one. I hope this sermon will at least direct our thinking along some of those paths. The lesson text from a moment ago was this one, Colossians 4 verse 5. What a powerful thought that it says, Walk in wisdom toward them that are without, redeeming the time. That phrase, redeeming the time, brings to our appreciation a sense in which we as Christians realize our time on this earth is rather limited and we are required of God to make the most of it. To, in essence, redeem, to buy back with a value God has invested in that time. Our lesson today will be a bit of a reflection on 2018 and somewhat of an anticipation of 2019. All the while asking us, what about this principle of redeeming the time? This opening slide is merely some introductory considerations, not the least of which I might draw your attention to this one. It is so very true, and no doubt your mind rushes to these thoughts as quickly as does mine. This year has brought its times of celebration, its times of jubilation, and its times of victory. We've known that as a congregation. We've known it individually in our families. It's also had its times of hurt, its times of pain, its times of loss. Not only as a church, but again individually in our families, we've known all about this. It's a part of the structure of life, isn't it? Today, this lesson, I hope, will not focus on one side or the other of that, but just in truthfulness, ask us to remember a few things and to anticipate some, some other things as well. As we do all that near the bottom of the slide, as you think about 2018, one of the things I know each of us can be guilty of Things that happened six, eight, nine, ten months ago, it's easy to forget about it. I've tried to pull back together a few of the rehearsal activities of this year, and I hope that they will remind us of elements in faithfulness and also some things that may challenge us on things we can improve on in the coming year as well. Let's start like this. First of all, we as a congregation, the Pippin Church of Christ... You and I know the New Testament speaks about congregations that existed at a particular location, like the Church of God at Corinth, 1 Corinthians 1 verse 1, or the Church of, the, of God among the Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians 1 verse 1. Well, we are the Church of God in the Pippin community of Putnam County. Look at some of the things we have done this year. May I suggest 210 times we will have met in a called public assembly for a period of Bible study or worship. In other words, we continue to proclaim to all, both here and abroad, the correctness and the absolute requirement of this book. We don't come together to read the Wall Street Journal. We don't come together to sing songs on the latest country chart in Nashville. That's not our interest. We are convicted of the truthfulness of this book, not only for ourselves, but yea, for, any, for all others as well. And so we sing. In fact, a few observations about the next one. Well, over 800 songs we will have collectively sung together. 
800 songs. Many of them, of course, in the context of worship services, many of them in those singing nights, to be sure. But we look forward to raising our voices in collective harmony on the message of truthfulness presented in the Word of God. Colossians 3.16 puts it like this, "...let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom." teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. You did notice with me there that as we sing, we are teaching each other. We are admonishing and we're teaching. May we never forget that truth. Look at the next one on the list. 680 times at least we have engaged in collective prayer. Notice the conviction behind that we are assured that somebody, namely the God of heaven, is listening. We aren't just praying for the benefit of the other people in the audience. We know and we petition God for their benefit and blessing. But we trust that God hears and that He has promised, 1 Peter 3.12, to provide answer to the prayers of His children. Aren't you thankful to be a child of God? To be an individual who realizes there's a far greater power than we upon whom we can Appreciate this truth, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much, James 5 verse 16. Notice what else might be said. We will have contributed significantly to the cause of God here as well as abroad in excess of $150,000. We as a congregation have made available for the ongoing work of the Lord here as well as the other places our elders have chosen to send the distribution of those funds. As we'll see shortly, some of those places circle the earth in terms of locations wherein our good monetarily is accomplishing things for the cause of God. As far as giving, of course, you and I do that because of the command of the Scriptures in 1 Corinthians 16. Lay by on the first day of the week according to the way you've been prospered, every one of you. Let's add to that yet another observation, shall we? Namely, we appreciate the nature of the Word of God. Look at this number. 158 sermons slash devotionals. We have had the privilege of hearing 158 of them. Think about the number of topics in my life or yours touched in them. The number of times when I was reminded of certain things that were right, other things are not, and there's never any way to mix them up according to the Word of God. We appreciate an anchor that truly is the testimony of the unchanging Word of God, 1 Peter 1.25. For that reason, note what comes shortly after it. That tallies approximately 65 hours. 65 hours. Now, may I suggest to you, of course, in the line of work that I happen to be in, of course, a great deal of significance is attached to the hour count of a class. And students who, in fact, complete a class are accredited a certain number of hours. Are you aware of the fact that in a typical university-level class, a student that garners or obtains three hours of credit will meet about 45 hours? You have met 50% more than that. In this year, as you and I have participated in, searching the Scriptures, Acts 17, 11, in light of those things, think about the instruction we have been blessed to receive from God Himself. 
in addition to that, at the bottom, 102 Bible classes took place. No, a while ago, one was completed. One took place, of course. And we enjoyed another opportunity to reflect upon the historical aspects of the Bible and to be challenged by principles found in it. I might say, as I tally that one, that one tallies about 60 hours. Putting those two together, that's about 125 hours. 125 hours, mind you. In terms of total count, that is the full four-year curriculum of a student in university. You graduate with 126 hours of credit. You and I were blessed to receive that in one calendar year if we participated in all the worship periods and the Bible study hours. That's only in the public assemblies, not even counting the private devotions that might have been directed toward the Word of God. So far, as you can well imagine, we have appreciated then the Word of God's central place. Oh, how thankful we should be, must be for it. Notice what's next on the slide. Two baptisms this year, 16 restorations. That is to say, 16 times an individual made confession of mistake or error and we as a Pippin family approached God in loving favor for forgiveness of that individual's matters in life, those errors. And we were convicted of, convicted, of course, that God would forgive. Brother Roger led us in prayer a moment ago in which he thanked God for that attribute of forgiveness. Certainly what a moments of celebration those 18 times were. And those certainly have no idea or count with respect to the private changes or reflections or personal directions in life that you or I may have made privately in light of our response to the gospel. Each day as Christians, we strive to be dutiful, to be good stewards of the things God has provided to us. Certainly, we've rejoiced on those 18 occasions. Notice what else we as a congregation have done, not only benefiting locally us, but what about the community? As you know, we sponsor a radio program. It airs each Tuesday. It's called The Lord's Word. It airs on AM 920 WLIV Radio in Livingston, Tennessee. That radio program not only goes into Overton County and Putnam and Jackson and Smith and several others, but think about the thousands of individuals who then might have opportunity to hear a truthful message from the Word of God. We sponsor that program every Tuesday of the year 2018. That tallies, as you can see, to around 13 hours of Bible instruction. Now, you and I, this side of eternity, will never know the number of individuals who might have been specifically blessed by hearing those messages, and yet we're honored to be able to be a part of that work. We sponsor another program as well on the radio, this one, WHUB, here in Cookville, Tennessee, AM 1400. I might suggest it also air, airs over the FM dial, 107.1. But again, it airs the first Sunday of each month. And this year, of course, there was a change made in that program. There was a time that we, together with Holiday, Silver Point, and Double Springs, but two of those congregations chose to invest their efforts otherwise this year, and it leaves us in Holiday. We, too, are now sponsoring that program. As you can see, that one tallied about 6.6 .6 hours of instruction time on Sunday mornings sponsored by us. 
we're thankful that God has made those media available to us and that we can present the Word of God truthfully over those, those particular mechanisms. May we be earnest in praying, may I suggest, for the good benefit of those programs. Let's add some more things to that. We've continued to sponsor an article in the Herald Citizen newspaper. We, seven times this year an article appeared as was sponsored by this congregation. We are thankful for good, again, that may have been accomplished in it. We don't know how much may have been that good, but we're thankful that God makes it available. May we be earnest as we think about, again, these considerations and even some others that are now about to occur. Let me add some more to that list. I mentioned earlier today that those funds that we contribute and our prayers that we offer to God on occasion have been in direction to works of mission effort that we sponsor in various places. Consider these with me. We sponsor some work in a global character, the GBN Network, the Gospel Broadcasting Network. We all are familiar with Don Blackwell and his team of workers who work with such great effectiveness and yet, we appreciate that that program streams worldwide over the World Wide Web and is available on Roku and other places. We help sponsor it. We provide funds that permits that program to continue. May we be thankful for the good work that's being accomplished as a result of it. To that, might we add this one. We sponsor a preacher, Robert Oliver, who is laboring in the state of North Carolina. If you ever travel to North Carolina, you are probably aware of the fact that church is by and large exceedingly weak in that state. Even cities that are very, very populous, such as Charlotte and Raleigh, have at most a handful of churches and sometimes less than that. Robert is working, again, in a very rural part of the state, admittedly, but we're thankful that his work is at least continuing and that we are able to be a sponsoring part of it. To him, might we add, in the state of Tennessee, you probably are also aware, Brother William French visits with us in the fall of every year. And he gives us a personal update about the work taking place at the Mountain View Church of Christ. It's again a very rural place and the church is weak there. And yet our financial contribution is able to at least help sustain the existence of that congregation. May our thoughts and prayers for them be abundant and may that work continue to, to at least proceed and ultimately to thrive. What about another one? Ron Gilbert. He visited with us on a Wednesday night here just a very few weeks ago reminding us about yet another school of preaching that he's beginning in Africa. I think he's mentioned that May 12 now. Think about the number of souls that have been reached over his decades of efforts, and we continue to help support that work. It's our elders' conviction to continue these works in the coming year. May we be thankful for the free reign of the Word of God in so many places. Paul was thankful in 2 Thessalonians 3.1, and it was his earnest desire that the Word of God would have free course. May our feeling be similar. What about yet another one? Curry Montague, he's laboring on the continent of Europe. We continue to support him there. 
The labors there, of course, continue to have a fair amount of challenge and difficulty, but yet Curry continues to seemingly move that direction with the work of God in a way that's so very good. Again, our elders have continued to encourage the support of all of these works, and we're thankful to be able to do it. Maybe one last one. India. India is a nation with a population many times the United States. Our country, well over 300 million there, well over 1.2 billion. So many souls that are lost, being Buddhist or Hindu, and yet that team, Jack Honeycutt and others, as they labor in that area, are taking the gospel, and so many individuals have been at least taught the Word of God, and responses have been abundant. May I say again, we're thankful to be able to be a part of that work. As you and I close that slide, doesn't it bring to your attention texts like these? Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. Those were the words of Jesus after His resurrection. He Himself directed His apostles with His powerful mission of sharing the unsearchable riches of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let's continue our journey, though, with what else might be some reflective thoughts of 2018. We've also continued to sponsor James Jones. The particular works, again, by way of radio. Now, that particular radio mission is able to go all the way around the world, every continent as I understand it. That's an impressive thought, really, and we're honored to be able to present the main message to the world. This message leads me to note the next one. We know that Happy Haven exists very near to us, and we've continued to be a supporter to take care of those orphans and those children, those individuals who have struggled in some very dramatic ways. The updates we receive, of course, quite often are very positive in regard to, to that, and we're thankful again for that effort. In Galatians 6, verse 10, we know that there is an admonishment, Do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Many times, in a very private way, our elders have received requests for benevolence. Individuals who are struggling in one way or another financially, and our elders have listened and heard to those particular requests, and on occasion have provided assistance and help. Maybe some within the sound of my voice have been the recipients of those financial blessings. I would at least say this. Back in May, as a part of a particular evangelistic effort, we hosted a gospel meeting with Paul Sane being the preacher. For that period of time, on Sunday through Wednesday, he proclaimed the Word of God in such a dramatic way and we know that his years of skill of preaching, of course, led to some lessons. They were very timely and lessons, of course, that had great impact attached to them. We're thankful for that particular gospel meeting and look forward to the gospel meetings in the years to come, if it be the will of God. I might say, in light of that, our ladies had a ladies' class. Now, it, of course, continued one year of series in the year 2018, but began yet year number two in that work. They met on the last Tuesday there in the month of September and October and November. 
as they did, they came together on that last Tuesday of the month for a particular time of mutual encouragement, mutual edification, and mutual direction with respect to the Word of God. Let me encourage the ladies, if you haven't been a part of that work, I assure you, you'll be blessed, and you'll be an encouragement to the others who are in attendance. Please keep that in mind as they look forward to the next meeting in the month of January. In addition to the ladies' class, we made a change in some of our sermon formats here. And from time to time, we had a question and answer format to the sermon with the goal that sometimes there are questions or matters that might need to be considered, and that seemingly was a very good way to approach that thing. Our most recent one we held last Sunday night, in fact, In regard to all of these things, our goal has merely been to try and do that which is the will of God for the mutual encouragement of all of us. Perhaps a few more notes on that slide. We enjoyed several times of fellowship. We enjoyed some times of encouraging others who would preach the gospel in some very directed ways. We also maintained a website. Every sermon that has been delivered from this pulpit for well over 12 years now is available on that website. And there are individuals from around the globe who have had opportunity to access it. And you might recall earlier this year there was a person in the state of Ohio that was familiar with our website and he in fact contacted us for information about the nature of what we did here because of what was on that website. We're thankful for those who have set that up and who continue to maintain it from week to week. I say all of this to say much work goes perhaps sometimes in such a way that we don't always think about it. But yet God is able to allow many things to be accomplished by virtue of these things. We made some changes to our building, adding security system and otherwise. And I would just like to slide this in and say the following. Many times on these figures so far, I've listed numbers in one way or another. May we never lose sight of the value behind the numbers. The numbers alone do not tell the whole story. They are merely my attempt to bring to our appreciation some of what took place this year. You probably can think of many other things that might could be listed. But what I would like to do is let's use it now for the rest of the lesson to ask about the year 2019. If that has been at least a part of 2018, what would be your wish for 2019? If you were asked and given the privilege by God, ask anything in regard to the church for the coming year, just like God allowed Solomon to do in 1 Kings 3, what would you say? What would be your desire, your petition, your request? And the same, of course, for me. Let me offer a few thoughts a few guidelines that might be of some assistance not only congregationally but, yea, individually for you and me as we give thought to the coming year. This would be the time, of course, to at least inject the following. You know as well as I that many of us give thought to resolutions as the new year approaches. It's a time to close out the old and to open up the new. It's a time to make pertinent, recognized changes and a time to make new directions And it's a time to perhaps reinvigorate certain things that perhaps have become amiss. If that be the case in your life or mine, might we recognize maybe some of these thoughts that can be motivational, 
that can provide the incentive that could be very helpful to us. First thing we might say is this. May we not lose sight of that text. It's the key text in 2 Peter. It's chapter 3, verse 18. But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be glory, both now and forever. Amen. May it be our concerted goal to glorify Jesus Christ, our King and Savior, in all that we do, not only congregationally, but individually. Is everything in my life or yours that which glorifies Him? If it isn't, we need to make a change. We just do. For aren't we told in Colossians 3.17, Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks unto God and the Father by Him. If there's a matter in my life or yours, it's time to change it if it doesn't satisfy that requirement. It's time to replace it with something that does. One more thing we might add to that, though, would be this. You'll notice that text encourages, in fact, demands of us to grow. You and I might ask it this way. Compared to 2017, did you and I grow in 2018? Are you a stronger Christian now than you were exactly 365 days ago? Am I? If we're not, it isn't the fault of God, and it isn't the fault of Jesus, and it isn't the fault of the Holy Spirit. Because He has told us in Romans 10, 17, Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Your faith and mine, its beginning point for growth and its ending point for growth will be this book. Are we spending time in the book? Are we investing in it? When I've listed earlier some number of hours that we congregationally come together, may we be committed to never, ever miss even one of them if we can possibly help it. If your attendance pattern in 2018 hasn't been all the services, you need to change that. You really do because addressing God and trying to give any answer for it in the day of judgment is not going to go well. We need to certainly realize not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, Hebrews 10.25. But in addition to that, may I offer us this thought. At least for a congregation, isn't it amazing to reflect on the words of 2 Thessalonians 1 verse 3? There it is said that that congregation in Thessalonica was such that their, their faith grew exceedingly. Their faith was a growing thing. May that be that for which you and I could hope and wish, striving to behave in such a way that our faith too would grow exceedingly. Maybe it's fair to close that slide like this. I've listed five points that I think would be fair to develop in a somewhat quick fashion. One thing I know for certain we each would want is, I want to be more like Jesus. After all, He's the centerpiece. He's the head of the church, Colossians 1.18. He's the foundation upon which our life is to be built, 1 Corinthians 3.11. That being said, we're supposed to have His mind in us, Philippians 2.5. How could you and I be more like Him? What do I need to do in 2019 to be more like Jesus? And what do you need to do? May I suggest, what about your wisdom and mine? Our Lord was the master person of wisdom. 
Are you and I as wise as we could be, as we should be? May I urge us, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not. Pray for wisdom, would you? I know I need it. I need to pray for it in my life. Maybe we each then should make an earnest desire that we would be more given to prayer for the nature of wisdom and insight. In addition to wisdom, what about perseverance? It is so tempting, and the devil is a master at this, to cause you or I to give up, to quit, to arrive at a point of challenge or despair wherein it leads us to slide aside from our faith. Jesus never gave up. In fact, even in the hours approaching the cross, when He could have, He did not. He Himself asserted, I could call twelve legions of angels to deliver me from this moment, Matthew 26, 53. And yet, He marched unwaveringly toward the cross. Might you and I never give up. Heaven is worth it. In addition to that, what about assurance? There is an attribute and an aspect so valuable. Our world is so often a world of uncertainty. People don't know. They seemingly are asserted there's no way to know, and you and I know differently. There is a right and there is a wrong, and there is a God and there is a heaven and there's also a hell. We've got to be assured of these things and so conduct ourselves to the blessing and benefit of ourselves and others so that we can be true reflections of Jesus and the assurance that He knew. He did, he did say this, didn't He? I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. And I'll receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be also. Doesn't that sound assured? Two final points. Conviction. Conviction in the way of truth. Paul knew it. He was an individual who, in fact, would proclaim in a very direct way to even those who weren't so interested in hearing it. But nonetheless, he was convicted that it was right. And that conviction leads to one final thing. What about a degree of enthusiasm? Are you enthusiastic about Christianity? There are so many things in our life. Ball games... We all get excited in one way or another, I suppose, at athletic events. It's thrilling, isn't it? When your team is doing well or when your child is participating and he or she does something noteworthy and they participate and contribute. On Sundays, are we excited about services, Bible studies? May we allow that kind of thought to recognize in us what Jesus did for us and how honorable it is that we can be a part of that service that honors Him. I hope as we strive to be like Christ, we can close our lesson in a very brief way with a few final thoughts on that slide. I thought I'd use the church at Philippi as an example that might prompt us for the coming year. The fourth chapter book of Philippians was written to a congregation of people who had done many things in the past, but notice what else was waiting for them. Paul described himself and them in some rather amazing ways. Paul said, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Are you and I pressing? That's a future description. That could well be the lot for you and me for 2019. Are we pressing for the mark, for the prize 
of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I hope we each are. I hope that this coming year will be a year in which we can be of great benefit to the cause of the Master here in various ways as we use our talents in service to Him. Surely Paul did say this, though, in that same book, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth to those things which are before. You know, all the blessings and things that 2018 has brought, it's now almost a part of history. We can't change one thing about it. We can't relive one second of it. But we can learn from it and make 2019 better than what it otherwise might have been. I hope as we give thought to the coming year, the year 2019, that we can close our lesson in two very brief ways. We've tried to reflect briefly on 2018 and to anticipate somewhat 2019. I hope we're each enthusiastic and thrilled about what God is able to do this very day. There could be someone in this audience who, as you think about your life, realizes that some changes from a public perspective need to be made. We want you to know that these times of invitation that we offer, they aren't meant ever to be insulting. In fact, that's not their intent. I realize there's some nervousness that could be involved, but if you need to come forward today, don't you know that there's a group of people here that love you and that there's a God in heaven who loves you and that He would more than anything else want you to be faithful. If you have been a child of God in the past but aren't faithful today, why not come back to your first love? What better way could there ever be to start the year 2019 than this? If we could make acknowledgement of those sins as you repent of them and confess them and pray to God for you, what a wonderful thing it'd be. But if you need to respond to the gospel initially today, believe in Jesus with all of your heart. Repent of your sins, confess His name and be baptized. And this very day, you could be immersed into Christ. You could be a Christian. You could be one who now could be commissioned and charged to walk faithfully through life till death. Revelation 2 verse 10, and the crown in heaven will be yours. If we could be of help in any of these ways today, we'd like to do it at once while together we stand and while we sing.